Hey, good morning. Happy Saturday. This is Coffee with George and Phil. 22 minutes to help you become the best version of yourself. Whether you found yourself out of shape, struggling in a dead-end job, or job transition, we're your hosts, George Murray and Lenny Newman, pitch hitting for Phil while he's out. We're here to help you move from where you are today to where you want to be tomorrow. We're glad you could meet with us early this Saturday morning. And oh, by the way, we do encourage questions in the chat and we'll try to answer as many of them as time allows. Hey, George. Hey, good morning, Lenny. You know, we want to uh, thank our viewers, like you said, getting up so early on a Saturday morning. Um, we are streamlining live from LinkedIn Live, YouTube Live and Facebook Live. So if you are watching this either live on YouTube or pre-recorded, hit the subscribe button to get notified on our upcoming shows. So George, I can't help but notice that your first book, Hired, is now on Audible and iTunes. And now I even see you've got the cover of your new book uh, and your edited draft is going to final edit with your book due out this summer. Ignite, engage, and retain. George, you've been a little busy. Can you elaborate yeah. a bit more on this new book? Yeah, a little bit busy. Um, you know, one of the things the last couple of years has really, you know, forced a lot of people uh, to really slow down and evaluate their, their kind of path, right? So whether their path was created five years ago, 15 years ago plus, um, you know, this whole pandemic has really given people, you know, kind of a perspective and it's really put a challenge on employers and business owners and leaders and so the book is really to help those business leaders and businesses really ignite a workforce engage their team even if they're in the hybrid sense or work from home and then finally retain their talent sure well before we continue on i want to thank uh, our sponsor hired cut your search time in half for sponsoring the show uh, i wonder how you were able to finagle that sponsor george uh, <laughs> Had to argue with the CFO. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if you know of anyone contemplating, contemplating a career transition or possibly struggling in job transition, I suggest uh, grabbing the book either on Amazon, Kindle, and by the end of this month, Audible and iTunes and get hired. And it's out there already. So uh, today's episode, we're, we're talking about reversing the turnstile. You know, what do we mean by that? Well, you know, as we've talked about, you know, these people last year, or excuse me, last month alone, four over 4 million people quit their jobs, right? And so, you know, we want to make sure that we can help business owners and leaders combat the talent from leaving. Hey, Lenny, do you think we know anybody? You know, George, this might come as a surprise to you, hey. but I know a guy. I I, I'm, I absolutely know you know a guy or a girl, right? You know? <laughs> Well, right you are. I'd like to um, welcome to the show uh, my dear friend uh, and yours, George, a, return, a returning guest, uh, none other than uh, Larry Kaufman, best-selling author of The NCG Factor, keynote speaker, regional managing director at Jefferson Wells. Welcome, Larry. Nice to see you this Saturday morning. Thanks for having me, Lenny and George. Good morning, guys. Hey, good morning, Larry. So what you've been up to, Larry, other than uh, selling many thousands of books? <laughs> Working hard to retain and attract talent. 
Hey, good answer, good answer. Hey, so while we're talking on that subject, you know, we've got five generations with these Gen Zs, Millennials, baby boomers, et cetera, in the workforce. Um, and it added increased complexity and flexibility in every changing business world. How do leaders, or how are you helping to help those leaders adjust their approach? Well, I, I guess the way I look at it is, you know, so I'm a baby boomer, right? So on the, the cusp, and then I have all of those generations. Well, not all. I think I'm missing maybe one. But essentially, I look at it this way. You can't manage everybody in your teams the same way, right? You adjust and adapt. And I believe we have to adjust and adapt to the generations. And then you throw in COVID, which spikes and comes down. And that creates challenge too. And so I've, I myself, uh, the folks that work for me, we've adapted and I encourage everyone else to think that way. Don't just assume you could deal with a millennial the same way you would deal with a baby boomer. Absolutely. Lenny, you're on mute. There you go. All right. I got to figure it out. Hey, Larry, you know, earlier in the show, George mentioned, you know, the 4 million people, you know, who quit their jobs in the month of April, um, you know, and they're all, they're all thinking they can find the, you know, greener grass on the other side. I'm curious, you know, given your years of experience, Larry, you know, what do you think is causing this and what can leaders do to quote unquote, either stop the turnstiles or possibly reverse them and get people coming back into their companies? That's a great question. I mean, I, I think, you know, it is greener and it's not greener on the other side, right? I think it's a candidate-driven market at the moment. It's a great opportunity for people to uh, be plucked from the companies. And I think, you know, we have to have some of these real and honest conversations with our folks. You know, sometimes it's difficult, but I've, I've had those conversations. Hey, I know it's competitive out there. I'm sure you're getting calls. You know, I want to make sure you stay here. Mm -hmm. What's keeping you here and what would cause you to, to make a move? And honestly, some people that have left, we stayed in touch with and we brought them back. And so I think, you know, you may be upset someone's leaving. Don't burn that bridge. Don't get upset. Mm -hmm. You know, tell them, hey, I understand. But, you know, it may not be what you think it is. It may sound great. And, you know, we had someone leave, everything was great. And then they, they had to dress up every day. They'd go in the office, hated it, but we kept in touch and that it. person came back. So, so Larry, what I hear you saying is, you know, people are going to make choices. They're going to look for other opportunities. But what I heard you say is keep that door open, keep, keep the relationship intact. And have real, open, honest conversations. And, and it really makes a huge, huge difference. That's great. That's great advice. George, what thoughts do you have? So businesses are struggling. We're talking about it, you know, and in many ways to ignite the workforce, you know, and engaging talent, even in the hybrid sense. And I'm sure with sales, you know, not everybody's in a brick and mortar situation for you. So some of the critical metrics that you are measuring are helping businesses or clients. Could you give us any examples? So, okay, so repeat that question again, George. I'm sorry. So, so in the hybrid sense, or, you know, the work from home, because not everybody is in the traditional brick and mortars anymore, other than less, you know, you're talking about uh, Elon Musk's recent email, right? Um, but the fact is, is, you know, how are you as, or 
you know, as a leader or helping businesses and clients, you know, focus on the right metrics. Um, and then could you give us examples? You know, what are the things that you're measuring? You, you said earlier about, you know, that conversation, that one-on-one -on -one time. Maybe can you outline what, what that, does that look like? Well, I, I think clients, um, you know, I, I guess our clients, we put people into consulting uh, roles, but we also put people into permanent roles. And so I think, you know, we've been educating our clients, you know, that, you know, maybe in uh, particular instances, they think, you know, bringing on a consultant, you know, from our, our corporation uh, in a, a hybrid mode where their employees are all hybrid, that doesn't necessarily translate to a consultant right? That has a whole different work and lifestyle and that doesn't always work. So there's been some education and turnaround. And then the, the folks that we put into permanent roles, you know, I think companies have to get a little more um, competitive. You know, we're counseling companies where maybe their benefits, maybe they're not open to sign on bonuses. They're not flexible with uh, the work schedules. They're not getting uh, creative and they're just sticking to, hey, we're a good company, good culture. That just definitely doesn't, you know, apply to everybody. And so I think companies have to flex a little bit more and adapt a little bit more. So we're trying to counsel them that, yeah, I know you think you're competitive, but you know what? The pay rates for these particular roles are not in alignment with uh, the market today, the role today. And so here's some things to consider doing. Or maybe you need to offer a sign-on bonus, a retention bonus, uh, or some other perks and benefits. So there's a lot of uh, change. And some companies that aren't adapting, they're coming back later. And they're going, okay, we hear you loud and clear. Now we're going to change because we're not finding the talent. Hey, Larry. Um, just a, a brief moment for our viewers. If anyone does have any questions right now, feel free to pop them into the chat. And we'll do our best to answer those uh, as quickly as we can. I'm curious, based on what you're seeing in terms of temporary staffing and putting people into companies, um, what are you specifically seeing people do that are, quote unquote, preventing employees from leaving? And what can, be, what can people do immediately when they show up for work on Monday to prevent that turnstile from, you know, the exiting of people? Well, you know. Again, like I said earlier, we have to adapt to those different generations. Um, but I think what people are doing is they're they're offering some of these uh, retention bonuses, some of these sign-on bonuses. Uh, I know in uh, some of the big four, they're offering they're offering sign-on bonuses to interns. So you know it's getting a little bit crazy out there. But you know we have to realize that it is a candidate driven market and so the things that we have to do are you know like i said it's still that communication and dealing with each person differently because everyone's everyone's home life uh, how they've been impacted by covid you know during covid people uh, now have dogs pets everything's changed and even started some families right they didn't have before so so you know, working on site is a little bit different. Even at my company, we do a work your work your way, basically. We're a $22 billion company. So work your way. So we've created that flexibility. So I think we have to adapt and that will that will help prevent some of that change in turnover. You know, hey, Larry, I know that we just jumped into some of the fixes, but what do you think companies that are, you know, struggling, uh, what are they doing wrong? 
that's causing all this people to leave. Because I'd read a, a recent article where the national turnover average is anywhere from 18 to 22 percent. And if you actually have a good culture, you have less than 12 percent turnover. So what are the bad companies doing that just simple things that they could start on Monday? Well, you know, I think I think, you know, you talked about Elon Musk before. And so he went to it's 40 hours on site. Now, there's two sides to every story, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, hey, there are folks that are in customer service, programmers that lead a different lifestyle, right? You know, where they could be remote, but the folks that have to go to the plants at Tesla have to be on site. So is it is it fair and reasonable? But I also say you have to look and go, well, you know, you've got different workers. You know, you can't, you can't put together a car from your home. Yeah, you have to accept that there are going to be, you know, folks that will be hybrid or remote. And so I think companies have to say, you know what, I, I'm trying to hold firm, but we're in a talent shortage still. There's still a high quit rate. And so we have to adapt and we have to also change our work environment. If we're going to be hybrid, what can we do to attract people? What can we do to engage people? I think, you know, I we have remote workforce, consultants that work remotely, my staff. Are you happy? What else do you need at home, right? What else can we do for you? Is it going to be hybrid? We're going to more dog or pet friendly, you know, uh, structures and setups and companies, you know, getting people more engaged, giving people meals at work. So companies are shifting. If you're not shifting, you're doing the same thing the same way that you did pre-COVID, you're going to lose your people. Yeah, I would say that even in the the non-traditional businesses that wanted to not go into this hybrid or at least work from home, the pandemic forced them to do it or die, right? Or at least some form of it. Definitely did. So Larry, suppose I'm a business leader and my department's experiencing all this turnover. You know, what would you suggest to me as a business leader to do to potentially stem that turnover? Or where do I go for help? What I mean, what do I do? Well, you know, I, I, Lenny, I would say, first of all, what's the, what's the root cause? You know, so I, I, we do, you know, a lot of uh, surveys, uh, you know, internal surveys, surveys with our, our clients, candidates. But what's the root cause? Have, have you actually sat down with the folks leaving to see is there a trend? Well, yeah, it's my boss. Well, not everyone leaving is the same boss, right? But if all the people leaving have the same boss, well, we know what that cause is. Is, is right. it the culture? Is it the is it the hybrid, uh, remote? What might it be? So I think if you figure out the root cause, that will give you a good starting point. And just having open dialogue and, you know, hey, put together a task force. What can we do better as a company to attract and retain people. So Larry, the best the best nugget that I heard in there was as a leader, look, look in the mirror and ask your people, you know, are there some common causes? Can you have an exit interview with people as they're leaving and see if you can find out some common themes? And ultimately it may come down to, as George mentioned earlier, you know, some people aren't, aren't all that flexible. You know, they want people as I call it, you know, backseat, you know, backsides in seats. And that may not necessarily be a good answer moving forward. Very true, Lenny. Yeah, there was also a recent article, probably just this past week, where they stated, you know, you know, businesses also have to be cognizant of the people that actually stayed with them 
through the thick and thin, right? The fact is, is they're bringing all this great talent in, right? And they're paying them anywhere from 10 to 20% more than people who've gone through the whole thick and thing. And that's what's forcing a lot of those people to contemplate, hey, you know, what about me? Maybe I should go and ride this whole great resignation wave and try to get a big increase because my employer is not valuing me. You're right. I mean, you just saw Microsoft put in, you know, like a double budget, right, for everyone's salaries to retain people. And look, not all companies are capable of doing those things, right? Big, small, narrow margin companies, you know, everyone is different. But, you know, you see companies, you know, understand they have to do things a bit differently and be proactive. Hey, Larry, one other question comes to mind. I know you're helping companies fill the talent pipeline. Can you just touch briefly on importance of speed to making decisions as opposed to in the past, you know, there might be a long drawn out process. What are you seeing in terms of speed to make decisions and how are you advising your clients? Well, you know, it's interesting. So, you know, we do retain search and we do, you know, a lot of contingent. So we assume a lot of that risk. And so those companies that we, we talk to them up front, even for the consulting side, if you can't make fast decisions, have a defined process and follow through, we can't work with you. And so we've had to disengage because at times they can't get it together. They can't move swiftly. And so it makes us look bad to a candidate, you know, that we're working with and trying to court them and help them. And they've got all their offers pending. It's the, it is that speed to market and a defined process and sticking to it. And if they don't, we'll, we'll talk to them about it. But if it continues, we, we can't work with that client because they're going to lose that talent. And it, it goes fast. So, Are you finding question. you have to deliver that message to the HR professionals and the functional people or hiring managers or both? I think it's across the board. And, you know, yeah. look, everyone has a different sense of urgency. You have to get everyone on the same page of that urgency and some just don't get it. We're trying to educate them and those you can't educate. It's not a good use of our time, their time or, or the candidates time. Yeah. You know, to that point, and I just say a point is, is that um, I was working with a client in January and basically put me on hold. We were in a video conference call giving a status update of, you know, the projects and everything else. And he was on a call for like 15 minutes, comes back, hey, George, you know, sorry, but this resume came in for a position that we have been looking for for at least six months. He says it was on a Friday afternoon. The recruiter calls me and says, listen, this guy already has an offer in hand and another pending one. If you want this person, you've got to act fast. He's like, I had to turn around and set interviews up on Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, talk to HR on Sunday get the offer out Sunday night and he just called right now Saturday morning or excuse me Monday morning and accepted the offer he's like you know he's a baby boomer right he's like I never moved that fast in my entire life but that was huge and, and that's how they secured that person yeah I love it so introduce me because we want to work with people like that <laughs> <laughs> it, and it is a war on talent and i think it's requiring people think to think thing rethink things how they do things for sure you're right yeah. you have to adapt sure. you have to change everything yeah i mean one other point is is that in my book you know and i want to tell people that i'm very thankful for larry actually he's going to be in my book because he actually gave me a lot of input 
to the book. And um, one of the points that we talk about in the book is, you know, supporting the people that are still on board because as those people are leaving, you know, the work gets piled up and people get, you know, stretched a bit thin. And so, you know, in manufacturing, we're always working 24 seven operation and they're struggling to retain people on, on the weekend shift, right? The 312s, right? It's a very difficult shift. So what we had to do is had to work with the client, approach it differently and said, listen, you know what? People are not going to want to work 12 hours on a Saturday, Sunday, um, you know, on the Friday, but maybe we can turn around and get core hours, you know, four hours. And that's the approach we took. And with positions that we had open for six months, when we changed and shifted our approach, we're able to get that core hours fully staffed in a whole different um, perspective in a shorter period of time. And it helped the people that were still in there. So we reversed the turnstile because people were leaving because they were stretched thin. Great solution. Yeah. Well, Larry, we're at that point. Believe it or not, the 22 minutes goes incredibly fast. It did. On behalf of George uh, and our award-winning producer, Ethan, uh, I'd like to say it's always a pleasure. Uh, and thank you for giving us some of your time this morning on Saturday. Um, and uh, I think one quick thing, Larry, can you just tell us a little bit about your book and where our viewers can find it? Sure. Yeah. Thank you. The NCG Factor, it is on Amazon. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you, Larry. And I also want to uh, make sure that we thank our award-winning producer, producer, Ethan Connor, who's very much in the background but helps keep us on track here. Um, Ethan was recently awarded uh, Best Narrative uh, and Best Sound Design on a short story called Cold War, uh, which you can check out on uh, YouTube. Um, and George, um, tell us a little bit about our next show, buddy. Well, first, before they do that, I want to thank Larry uh, for his time. Yeah, well, we want to officially thank Larry and the viewers, right? So... The NCG Factor, um, or, you know, you can get the book, as he said, on Amazon, but I know you can also go to his website just before it get uh, the NCG Factor right there, Kaufman-Larry.com. You can get the book there as well. It's a great book. Read it a couple of times. I know that uh, Lenny seems to give out those, those copies quite often. And, um, again, if you guys are struggling in your business to turn around and get talent, also reach out to Larry. Well, and one, one last thing in regards to that book, um, it is literally a how-to book of um, networking and building relationships. And you're right, George, I recommend the book to just about everybody I meet with who's in transition, in addition to hired. Um, but again, to wrap things up, Ethan, hats off to you for all of your uh, recognition, um, certainly well-deserved. And George, I think we've got our, uh, our show for, uh, what, two weeks from today, is that correct? Yeah. Two weeks from today, and I'm sure we know a person, right? We always seem to know a person for a special guest. We're going to be oh, talking. Right. Yep. So we're continuing on this 12-part series on my new book, my new book that's due out in summer. And we're going to be talking about bench strength. You know, it's ongoing as we travel through these last, you know, couple of months going through this is, is you know, how do I develop bench strength in my organization? How many business owners or leaders are like, I'm only one person deep? in any skill, right? So we talk about that, you know, we talk about, you know, ways to turn and uh, help those people and develop high potentials and next generational leaders, man. What, 
what a great business we would have if we had a lot of bench strength and high flexibility in our organizations. So two weeks from today, mark your calendars. I believe that's June 18th for our next, our next LinkedIn Live on bench strength. And until then, George, I want to uh, wish all our viewers uh, and you and your family a great weekend and week ahead. And remember to achieve forward and get better. Bye for now.